Welcome back to Tip Today. The phone lines are open 1800 or you can text or WhatsApp 083 Delighted to be joined in studio now by one of our finest singer-songwriters, Mick Hanley. Delighted to have you, Mick. Just ahead of your gig in Mitchellstown that's coming up on the 21st of October. That's at St. George's Arts and Heritage Centre in Mitchellstown. A beautiful venue. Is it? Have you played I, there before? I don't think... I'm nearly certain I haven't, to be honest. It's gorgeous. I think I've never um, played in Mitchellstown ever. Right. If, and that's a, that's a, a bit of a mystery because I'm on the road for about 50 or 60 years, you know. I'd say you could count on one hand maybe the venues the you venues haven't played. The venues that I haven't played, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe uh, it, it, it's probably span new. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to it big time. I used to actually wait for Jimmy... I was in the Jimmy Crowley band way back in the early 80s I'd say and uh, we used to assemble there I used to come across from a place called Kildarry Oh yeah I know Kildarry Do you know Kildarry? Yeah. Well I lived there briefly with my Did first you? wife yeah uh, for about a year and a half I think and the day we went down to go, to rent the house it was a beautiful old stone house it was a beautiful day absolutely gorgeous like the sun was splitting the stones and we said oh yeah this is the idyllic we love here Heaven God we were blown out of it for the- <laughs> <laughs> for the rest, I, I chopped down half of Kildare Woods trying to warm it. I couldn't. It's know. a windy old spot. Oh God, yeah, but it was lovely. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Well, they'd be glad to have you back in North Cork anyway. But just <laughs> ahead of talking about that gig in Mitchellstown that's coming up, mm. like, uh, do you know? I was trying to think, what do I ask McHenley that he hasn't been asked already in the interviews? <laughs> because, I mean, your backlog of material just to start with that. I mean, it's it's so vast. Mm. And when you I've look been back, lucky. Now, I've been lucky that way you know it's uh, when it comes from talent though Mick really doesn't it but well well, I, t- to be honest with you I do some workshops now with, for songwriters and things like that and I tell them look it's really there's no mystery here there's just sit down to the desk and start thinking right. and write what you know about and then you know you have to go through the apprenticeship really there's no avoiding it and you learn from the people that are good yeah. And I looked up to people like Joni Mitchell and Willie Nelson and all those people who wrote very simply but very evocative songs, beautiful songs, you yeah. know, especially Joni. Joni was a wonderful writer. There's no uh, Joni Mitchell around now, though, is there? I, I'm Well, maybe I haven't heard her, but there could be. You know what I mean? Because I'm past the stage where I listen to radio that much yeah. and uh, the music that's there now, I, it's not made for my ears, so I yeah. don't hear the music that's coming through but I'd be surprised if there isn't you know because uh, she laid down a great uh, marker yeah and if people try to you know the, as songwriters we should try to go for that bar go high and make sure that your songs are quite different and write what you know about not what comes from America or anything like that you know The approach to songwriting now that's taken by young artists is it very different from what you your approach would have been back I'd say so Yeah I'd say so there's a lot of technology used my thing is purely I sing into a tape recorder and then I go down to the studio and I demo it and then I add on my musicians you know mm. but the, the the technology now a guy could like like Hosier for example he sat in his studio and he was able to do all of that yeah. Yeah, on his own. And then when he needed a bass player, he brought in a bit of a bass and he could record him too. I can't do any of that. Are I you have... envious a little bit of that? or do you, do you ah, like No, doing no, it no. I had my time. It was great and it was a lovely adventure because, 
you know, that's the way the thing moves on. Like yeah. your CDs are even out of fashion these days. You can't play one in your car anymore if you're yeah. a decent car. It's all about Spotify now, Mick. I know, yeah. yeah. Us old folk are being left uh, in its yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I wouldn't describe you now as an old oh, folk. Don't, don't be joining don't me there. Don't let the face fool you, Mick. <laughs> but when it comes to kind of deciding on what a set is going to be for a show now, mm. given your huge catalogue, yes. how do you choose from that? I choose the best songs that I, that I have and the most enjoyable songs. I took lessons, believe it or not, during COVID and on vocals, and uh, it made an awful difference to my singing. Really? Yes, because I thought that uh, the voice I was born with was the voice I had. And my, sing- my singing teacher said, look, it is a lovely voice. You, can, you should be happy with that. I'm not happy with it. I said, I never enjoy singing as much, you know, that much at all. Ever? And she, not really, no. Really? I, I never felt I was getting the power I wanted and I felt I was stuck with that, you know. And uh, she sa- I said to her, can you do anything? And she said, of course I can. I can actually improve this voice for you. And it was magic what she did, absolutely magic. And so now when I actually go to the studio in the morning, I really enjoy singing. Mm. You know, I really enjoy it. And, and what was the work? Was it to do with breath? It shifted the, the voice. You know, you won't hear it this morning because I'm very tizzy this morning, but um, the, it shifted the vocal back and got me to open my mouth. Right. <laughs> that was really what it was, you know. And it made a, I, oh God, I'd reckon. And I used to, I, I, I kind of beat myself up over that because I said, why as a professional did I not seek professional help when all of the guys in the sporting arena do? That's a good point, you yeah. You know, when, when Rory McIlroy can get his ball into the, the hole from 300 yards, he still wants to, to go to his coach after the game and say... What did I do? I missed it by 10 yards. <laughs> yeah, I suppose and many people would assume that for someone in music who's reached the pinnacles of success, maybe mm, that you mm. have and other people have had that because you've reached that pinnacle, you're an expert at it. So there's nothing more you can learn. Oh, there is. Oh, there is loads that you can learn. You never stop learning. Yeah. And uh, you never stop learning because there are wonderful people out there who sing their singing style is so good and some of them have it quite naturally mm. it seems now Dolores Keane was one of the examples yeah. I used Dolores sang as naturally as the moss on the rocks out in Connemara mm. she was a beautiful singer and she still is by the way I yeah. did work with her recently we went over to uh, uh, to Carla Strand and uh, she did a song of mine called uh, My Love Is In America and we did that together on her album and I, she wanted to do it again for this programme that was being made. It hasn't come out yet, but... So we sang again, and she is singing with the same timbre that she always had, but it's not quite as strong. Yeah. Her breathing is, uh, is is not as strong as it used to be. But she has that same sound. She's an incredible woman. Isn't she? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah well, she's I adore her. Hopefully, uh, yeah, well, we all do. And she went off the rails, and uh, but she's back, and she's able to perform. Yeah, I saw her on the, the Radom Keol Awards, and she was just stupendous. You know, she sang Caledonia on it, and it was great. Is there a problem with that? Well, you mentioned Caledonia. I think for you um, as well, the the song that you're known for, of course, "Past the Point of Rescue." 
that you become known for this one song and it's mm. a bit of a cross to carry sometimes. No. No? no I love carrying it, like, <laughs> to be quite honest. It's, uh, it's uh, being recorded now in, uh, in, I think, Finland was the last place it's after it being recorded in. And, uh, yeah, it's a big hit in Sweden. It's a big hit in uh, America. It's, uh, it's one of those songs that allow me to continue as a songwriter. Yeah, uh, because the, it's the pension song, basically. You know, you'd be glad to hear, Mick. I was in—I was lucky enough to be in Paris a couple of weeks ago for the Scotland match, and really? we sang two songs on the bus coming home. One was Caledonia, and one was Passport no, to Rescue. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, and everybody knew every single word of it. I'd believe that yeah. all right because it is a very catchy song. Yeah, it's a good song. Absolutely. And the the, th- the thing about it being that way is that I have no bother singing it still. Because of the, I think the lyric is quite a good quality lyric, and the the catchiness of it, and you know, people join in because they know the chorus all the time, and mm. yeah, it's a good song. It's a, what do you use to inspire you in songwriting? In songwriting, well, look, I I, I dwell a bit in the past and what's happening around me. Um, I am the way I am because of the way I grew up. And, for example, I was listening to Susan go before and I thought she was very sensible in a lot of what she had to say mm. about anxiety. And I had a lot of anxiety in my early life uh, simply because my father was volatile and, uh, like, I got frightened, frightened of him. And that continued on then into the Christian Brothers and the, I was handed over to people who beat me too, you know, so... Uh, I had to kind of come through that and I think why I picked up the guitar at all was to try and find a way of getting people to notice that I was worth loving. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Um, and that goes on. I think that's for a lot of people in show business, that's what they're looking for is applause and love. And Sinead always said that, you know, I feel the love coming off the audience is so tremendous, but it stops. And then you have to go back to the dressing room, you know. But So it's no substitute for what you get when you're young. Mm. And if your mother hasn't time to actually protect or hold you, then I really believe you're in trouble in your later life. So is music a form of therapy then? For it you? is, and it's always been my lifesaver. Yeah. And I turn to it a lot. I love it now still. I mean, I'm 74 now, and I can I get up and I go to the, 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 the studio every morning and I play for two hours. And I love that. Yeah. I love it. Still, even after all these years after of performing, years, you yeah, still love it. I love it. And I don't mind what songs I'm singing. I sing a lot of... I love good country music, for example. I sing a lot of... Um, what would I say... Uh, anyone that I really like and that they're, uh, like the songs I like. I did actually in the new album cover uh, three artists that I'm very fond of. One was Jackson Brown and one was uh, Randy Newman and the other was, uh, who was the other one? Oh yeah, um, Gordon Lightfoot mm. from Canada. Love a bit of Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown is Yeah. Oh, I can't beat the it. The song I covered was a song called... Uh, I, like, I, I play with Moving Hearts still, and we're going out on about 10 gigs around the country in the new year. Um, but I play uh, the Before the Deluge in my, on my own, in my own gig as well, because I think it's, it's incredible to think it's 50 years old mm. and that it's so prescient and, you know... Timeless. You, it's absolutely timeless yeah. and and uh, uh, appropriate to our times more so than ever when he yeah. wrote it you know well like i mean that was 50 years ago people were they didn't think about green the green future but he did yeah he was almost 
prophetic, almost in his uh, well, he, was, he always yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, a beautiful writer. Yeah. Beautiful writer. Can I ask you to, to sing an old tune for us? I will, of course, yeah. No, I'm not, as I say, my voice isn't in a great place this morning, but we'll, we'll do our best. So. Uh, this is a song called um, Homeland, and it's a, a song I, I, wrote, I write a lot of things I've given out about Ireland, you know? Mm. And I thought, God almighty, people think I'm, I don't like being even here, you know? <laughs> I love being here. I think it's a great country to live in. There's a lot of faults, but I think it's a good country to rear your kids in. And even my daughter now is living in Nova Scotia, she said. I think I have before, Undine is the new child's name. Before she grows up, I think I'm going to bring her back to Ireland to be educated. Wow. Isn't that nice? Yeah. And they've already bought a house in Nova Scotia, you know, so. So there you go. It's a big attraction. Okay, so this is Homeland. When the sun goes down And the evening light Moves like a ghost To starry night When a serious twinkle to hypnotize It's good to sit And realize This is my homeland My heart is here These are the voices That I long to hear No matter how far I may roam I have a homeland I have a home I have a homeland, I have a home I love our stories and the teller's gift I love the lonesome piper's drift No greener fields do I need to see These simple things comfort me this is my homeland, my heart is here These are the voices that I long to hear No matter how far I may roam I have a homeland, I have a home I have a homeland, I have a home If some for some reason I had to quit This river bench Where I sit I think I'd weep For an old refrain And never damn The rain again This is my homeland My heart is here these are the voices that I long to hear No matter how far I may roam I have a homeland, I have a home 
beautiful. Well done. Oh, croaking there oh, at the end. Listen, <laughs> not at all. You wouldn't even know it. Oh, so. When, yeah. you, when you sing about homeland then, yeah. I, I know you, you grew up in Limerick and you've written a lot about growing up in Limerick in the I past. I have indeed, yeah. I mentioned the rugby. Would the rugby have been a big thing for you? No, in fact. No. To be honest, because when you go to the, the Christian Brothers School I went to, it was all hurling. Ah. And uh, I played hurling for uh, CBS Sexton Street and we had a great run. Um, and I was on, the, we won the Hearty Cup, which is the monster. Wow, well yeah. done the Hearty Cup four years in a row and uh, I was on the final team of that uh, so I played with the likes of Pat Hartigan and Jack Foley and you know the big heroes of yeah, mine wow. so we keep in touch what position were you make? centre field good man yeah. wow do you miss it? no <laughs> I used to get skinned alive. Oh, no. And sure, I couldn't play the guitar then. So that's where we're curling for you. I know, yeah. (laughs) But uh, I was marking a man called John Quigley. And he was so cute. He was like, he was obviously playing, you know, the Quigley brothers from Wexford? He was obviously playing um, senior hurling in in clubs, you know. Oh, my God. In the Hearty Club. I mean, I was still at school. Oh, God, he made an awful fool of me in, in, uh, in Croke Park. Well, just to go back to music then before we go. I <laughs> yeah, mean, when you're, li- <laughs> when you're listening to music for pleasure then, who do you go to? Is it those artists you mentioned, Johnny Mitchell, Jackson Brown? Oh, well, I, I, I started by listening to um, American country music. That's where I really... I didn't know any... I didn't know Irish music, traditional music existed. Yeah. I, there was none of it in my home. My father sang John McCormack type songs and things like that. But there was no music. There was no flute playing or pelodians or anything like that. So I was a greenhorn completely. When I went to Dublin, uh, luckily, I heard um, Michal O'Donnell and he and the, the group called Scarabray were opening for the chieftains in the, the, the stadium one night. And I, I caught that band and I thought, wow, that's the door. He knows how to play the guitar and make it appropriate for Irish music. Yeah. And he was brilliant. He, he really... You know, that t- tuning that I'm using there to play that song, that's Michal's. Yeah. It wasn't his, but he, he brought it brought it to the fore. Yeah. He's so a, go- a gorgeous musician. Looking ahead now to the, the Mitchellstown gig, I know that's on, as I said, uh, 21st yeah. of October. Tickets are on Eventbrite. Uh, you can yes. go to eventbrite.ie forward slash McHanley tickets or you can call 87 uh, we're going to finish out with a song. This one is from a, t- cause, a CD because we want to save that voice of yours, don't we, for Mitchell's well, turn. Well, yeah. Introduce this one for us. Well, this is a, a song of Michal's and I think it's the definitive version. Lots of people have done this song. Um, and it's a song that Michal, I just picked it up by osmosis when we were playing together, basically. And it's a song called Lord Franklin, which tells the story of the loss of all the, the, the sailors on Lord Franklin's ship. And the both of them have been found. They went away to find what they call the Northwest Passage. Okay. And, of course, they got frozen on the ice. They spent two years there and their supplies ran out and nobody could find them. So the, the ship, the, the Inuit told them where they were, by the way, mm. which is really... But it was Victorian times and the Inuit's information was dismissed yeah. because they were savage, etc. Uh, but that was the way things were at the time. And the two, are, the two boats have been found now. The Erebus and the Terror were the name of the two boats. And they're pretty intact. And they were exactly where the Inuit had told them they would be. Mm. But they were only found a couple of years ago. My goodness. Yeah. And here it is. Make a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me.
in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter or email tiptoday at tipfm.com Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie 